Anti-mandate protesters blocked the door at a New York City Department of Health building demanding an audience. Biden warns of food shortages, says it's going to be real, and Californians are flocking to Mexico for cheaper gas. We get into all this and more in just one second. If you guys can, please drop this video a like, subscribe to the post notifications on new video every single day. You can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino show on all the podcast apps. The only way this show can get funded and supported is if you guys listen to the show on the podcast apps, because it's the only place we make money, or if you could go and become a Patreon member. Let's get right into this. So playing up on screen, there is anti-mandate protesters blocking the door. Uh, but it could be seen as them trying to break into the New York City Department of Health building. They're trying to block the door, and the police officer is, you know, threatening to hit them, and another staffer comes in, telling them to get back. I'm just describing what's happening in the video. Um, and now I'm going to play for you guys the video of the woman who's a leader of this group, um, what she has to say. As well, I was a teacher. This has nothing to do with any kind of violence. This is about awakening the sleeping city. Because you're all asleep to the atrocities of what's happening to your neighbor, your fellow city neighbor. You're asleep to it. Well, now you're going to wake up. It's time to wake the fuck up. Now's the time. How you doing, guys? My name is Joy. I'm here with my Freedom Fighters. Uh, today, we're going to head over to the Department of Health and let them know that we don't appreciate what they have not done for the last two years. The miscalculations, the miscoding, fraud, whatever it is, we don't appreciate it. And what we need for them to do is either step down or step up, hold themselves accountable, give everyone their jobs back, unmask our kids, unmask our city, and bring New York City back to the way it was. So yeah, obviously, I think everyone watching this video, with along with me, we all pretty much agree with what she is saying. Um, the only thing that I don't, don't like how this kind of got into a very aggressive uh, state. You know, she's trying to block the door while this police officer. I mean, she's kind of got her back against the wall, almost literally. She probably, is, you know, everyone's probably scared, heated, the you know, excitement going on. That's why. That's how things lead to a little bit more aggressive situations. Um, you know, my personal opinion, if things are starting to get like this, I would be ordering my, you know, followers to, you know, you could get back. Let's not have any bad optic looks over here because the left is easily going to take this footage and run with it to being like, look at these crazy anti-mandate protesters. They're nuts. They're insane. So you kind of got to also think about optics here. Uh, it's a small group of probably four or five people. But let's read. After the vaccine mandates were removed for... And here's the thing is, there are some people out there who are watching this show or listen to it or whatever. Probably mostly the people over on Rumble um, are like, we need to take the fight to them. We need to... Like, people... Like, insurrectionists. Because there are actual insurrectionists out there who wanted January 6th to be dragging out politicians by their hair. And what I would always say is, and I've always said this from the start, I'm like, play that out. What actually happens if you actually break into the New York City Department of Health building and beat the crap out of the you know the Department of Health administrator or commissioner? Mask mandates aren't going to end. You'll get arrested, thrown in debt jail. You'll be labeled a terrorist. They'll throw away the key. And then they'll be running nonstop headlines for the next five years that conservatives are the actual terrorists. Look what they did. And more harm than good was done. You had to play it out. 
You know, there's a difference between that's why I always say we got to be more strategic. Now, I'm not saying that's what these people were doing, but I just think it's very important to say that and to make sure that you know, our actions don't reflect on, you know, stuff like that happening. That's why the Freedom Convoy literally said at, at a certain point that they weren't going to actually go into D.C. because they didn't want the traps that were being set by the Democrats to be activated so that, and then that would label them as terrorists, you know. They're playing it more strategically. So after vaccine mandates were removed for professional athletes, but remained in place for doctors, nurses, police officers, and more, anti-mandate protesters took to the fight to the New York City Health Commissioner. They stood in the building blocking doors, but demanded that be allowed, they be allowed to speak with the commissioner. As this happened, security guards pull out batons and threaten the activists. Really, 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 one activist said as a security guard pulls back and extended... Uh, her baton positioned herself to use it. A video of the event went viral. Although everyone depicted roughly seven people on both sides appear to be yelling, this makes it incredibly hard to tell what exactly is being said and to who. After the baton comes out, a staffer in plain clothes wearing an ID and landlord steps in between them. Uh, this happens as one security guard, security guard appears on the protester's side of the door. One protester is beginning uh, shouting, uh, tell her to stand down in reference to the staffer. Uh, this happens, everyone settles down and yelling, okay, that goes to the hall. So yeah, I guess that's pretty much about it. Nothing more to report. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did re re so talk about food shortages. <laughs> and, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. So as you hear it, uh, Biden's basically saying there's going to be food shortages. So let's read. Biden's really telling us that there's going to be food shortages as he demands $800 billion for military. Yesterday, Bloomberg told the poor to eat lentils. So during a press conference on Thursday, President Biden said the food shortages are going to be real after the sanctions that were placed on Russia by the U.S. government. While the NATO summit in Brussels, Belgium, Biden met with world leaders with regards to food shortages. Yes, we did talk about food shortages, and it's going to be real, he said during the conference. The price of the sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia, he added. It's imposed upon uh, an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our countries as well. Biden explained that Russia and Ukraine have been in the uh, the breadbasket of Europe in terms of wheat, and noted that other leaders had a long discussion in the G7 and needs to increase and decimate food production. In addition to that, we've talked and urging European countries and everyone else to end trade limitations on sending food abroad. Now listen to this. By RNC Research, Biden today, food shortages are going to be real in 2020. Biden said, we don't have a food shortage problem. We have a leadership problem. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did re re talk about food shortages, and, uh, and it's going to be real. We don't have a food shortage problem. We have a leadership problem. We have plenty of food. With regard to... So, well, I guess there you have it. We got a leadership problem going on here. Uh, don't you miss having bountiful meals with uh, Trump in charge? You know, prior, I guess, to the Democrat lockdowns. Uh, earlier this week, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, said that the U.S. is unlikely to face a food shortage. While we're not expecting a food shortage here at home, we're anticipating a higher energy for, uh, fertilizer, wheat, and corn prices could impact the price of growing and purchasing critical fuel supply, food supplies uh, for countries around the world, she said. Many Twitter users have pointed out in 2020, Biden claimed that we don't have a food shortage problem, we have a leadership problem, we have plenty of food, it's being uh, plowed under. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
I really do not doubt now that we will be having food shortages, okay? Uh, at the very least, we're seeing the prices increase, and we're going to probably see the prices increase even more before things start to get better. What we're probably going to see is prices increase, and probably by the time we, uh, after the midterm election, after we hopefully we have a large number of Republican wins across the country, things will probably start to get a little bit better. And obviously, the Biden administration is going to take credit for everything that's getting better, even though it had nothing to do with him. Uh, it would have to be virtually us fighting against him in order to get things better. Uh, these are my predictions for the future. And almost every single time, we're pretty much right. So that's, that's what's going to happen. Californians are flocking to Mexico for cheaper gas. Let's read. Can you imagine a world where Americans are flocking to Mexico in order to purchase cheaper gasoline? Well, you don't have to. That world is here. Joe Biden's America SoCal residents drive to this place, this city in Mexico for cheaper gas. Mexico promises to keep fuel stations fully stocked with no price gouging. According to Los Angeles Times, roughly half of all vehicles filling up at this gas station in Mexico had California license plates. Uh, the, the city is roughly 12 miles from Chila Vista in California, where gas is roughly $2 higher than it is in Mexico. The Mexican business owner advertised a sign that says, don't worry, be happy in the city and uh, cheaper than the USA. A spokesperson for the gas station claimed that the business has experienced a 6% increase in sales at its border location. Uh, they welcome Californians. Amid the gas crisis, Governor Gavin Newsom has introduced a proposal to pay car owners $400 in order to mitigate prices. Though this may help temporarily, it won't help uh, forever if the prices aren't reduced. My opinion, well, in my factual opinion, uh, paying car owners $400 to mitigate prices uh, will probably make the prices increase. See, when the government gives you $400, that's actually cost, let's just say $500 to $1,000 to get it to you. Because that's how the government is. You give them money, and a bunch of money virtually, basically just gets shredded up into the, into the abyss. And then, you know, the federal government will just, just print. It's a mess. And, you know, instead of reducing the taxes to reduce the prices, they're just going to give you more of your money. But not all. It's, it's, it, I don't have to go into the full details about that. So someone tweeted out, why is gas high everywhere? Judge be fooling y'all. I don't really know too much of what this chart is, but it says U.S. It's like 440. I guess this is a gap, uh, the gap, the gallon prices, um, and it shows. I guess it's kind of high everywhere. It's even higher in places like Italy, France, Germany, New Zealand, New Zealand. Um, then someone said this publication is false. I can go to a gas station in Mexico, right across from San Diego, California. In California, gas is five to six dollars a gallon, but in the Mexico, this Mexico border, it's under three fifty a gallon, which has been the case since two thousand and seventeen. So I wouldn't say that this chart is false. I would, at the, at, if anything, say this is overall prices because then you can go to California. Obviously, California is going to be the highest of the high in gas in gas prices, obviously because it's a Democrat state. And then that border spot in Mexico, maybe they have one of the lowest in Mexico and, you know, makes the gap that much bigger versus on the map, they're a little bit closer. Uh, the state should not neglect its social responsibilities, and the state is here to protect people, said the Mexican president. Isn't that something? We've, we've, Joe Biden's America and the Democrats' America is literally so bad that people need to go to Mexico. Just let that sink in. Let that represent 
what is going on with this administration. But anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop a like, subscribe, and notifications on new video every single day. If you can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps, go there right now and click that subscribe button on all the podcast apps, or you can also go and become a nice Patreon supporter of mine. Be greatly appreciated. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.